0: Welcome back again to the Heavy Shelf Podcast. I'm your host, David Richards. And with me, as always, I'm happy to have Luca with me. Hello. As well as Moose. Hello. And today we're going to have our fourth round, hopefully final round of discussion of games of the decade. It's taken so many rounds because we want to get this right, do this one time every 10 years. And uh can't be wrong for 10 years, so we got to have the best list out of everyone. I've seen some lists that like, you know, it's pretty much like top ten games for YouTubers and stuff like that, or indie lovers. This is supposed to be like the definitive one hundred percent top twenty-five of the decade.
1: I swear I, earlier I saw one that included a Tetris game. I
0: don't know, was it um Tetris ninety nine? Uh it might have been. I, I can't remember which Because that one was, it was pretty good, but it's not good enough for our list. It's, it's exactly. a Tetris game. <laughs> It's, it's yeah.
2: It's like it's like Pong Extreme.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, we're gonna steer away from Tetris because there might be some Tetris fanboys out there, and uh, I don't even want to know what they got in mind.
2: Yeah, you know the, the Tetris. It's, it's a dangerous so, group.
0: Dangerous
1: group. <laughs> the Tetris Mafia.
0: Now. It has been um quite the journey trying to. Elim- I mean, look, just we had like top fifty, top seventy-five earlier in these rounds, and now we're kind of to like thirty-one-ish that are included. Um, what we're going to try to do if Luca has the link on hand, he is going to share it in the chat on Twitch for what we're looking at for our Trello that's public. We have moved some things around to kind of have like an undisputed shelf, a top shelf, a middle shelf, and a bottom shelf. And they're all very heavy. Yes, they're all heavy shelves of um, what games are still on the list. Again, we're about at 31 right now. And the way it looks at the moment came to be from our kind of crème de la crème of gamers of heavy shelf voted yay or nay on if they think these games are worthy of being on the top 25. We're still going to deliberate it through discussion, not just simple vote, though. So, some of these games you've seen undisputed may fall to top shelf, bottom, so on and so forth. If you're looking on the Trello now, we have a the bin section. That's just the trash. It's not on the list anymore. <sighs> Once we put it in the bin, it's, it's no longer discussable. Don't say trash.
1: If you, well, were, I mean, uh, if you were rooting for one of those games, right, you know, if, if, that, if one of those, you know, you thought that was going to be top five or something, you're a bad person, go away.
0: Just know that you have trash selection of games. No. I'm kidding, no. I'm kidding by the <laughs> way, I'm kidding. Those are all no, good games. Just, well, just, In the halls of greatness, you know, that we're kind of putting these games in, those games would kind of be mentioned on a pamphlet in the lobby of the hall of greatness?
1: I mean, I don't know, they might, they might be like...
0: And what do you do with pamphlets once you've seen them? You put them in the trash.
1: Yeah, and they'd be like on one of those rotating pamphlet things towards the bottom where people don't really look at very often, you know?
0: Would they even be on the pamphlet or would it more be like a link that says go to this website?
1: There'd just be a QR code, like on the top right corner of like the very back panel.
0: Moose sounds like he's not happy with this description at all.
1: There's a lot of no, good games. Here.
0: Um, they
1: are good games. They are, they are
2: good, good games. games. We're joking about them being trash, but they're Please. in the company of champions. Please, Tetris fans, don't hurt me. Oh god, I already got it in enough trouble with the dart fandom. Throwing darts, the you dart. know.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. Uh, okay.
0: So let's see here. Um, I accidentally closed the list out. So let me get it back up. So we have. Right now, on the Undisputed shelf, we have The Witcher 3, God of War, Skyrim, Dark Souls. Not a single one of these got a down vote. That doesn't mean that they're going to stay here. But, we are going to start with them. And how I want to try to approach this is we're going to go from top to bottom and then start to just kind of king of the mountain kind of thing. Knock any one of these down to the next level if we have to. And then eventually when we get to the bottom, we're just going to be pulling over... Pushing over a wave of these games into the bin. Yeah, basically. And then we'll work our way back up. Stardew Valley Shelf 2020. Yeah, Stardew Valley has made the cut. It is still in, in the running. Um, It's got only like kind of one level to go through though before it's near the bin. Out of The Witcher 3, God of War, Skyrim, and Dark Souls... Which of these do you think has some flaws?
2: Well, I feel like they all do, but I think I think Skyrim is, and like, I said this was the best game of the decade, right, when you're looking at all of the influence. Mm-hmm. But I think Skyrim, from from what I've seen, probably has the most issues in terms of uh, all sorts of little things.
0: Mm-hmm. Of course, that's, and that's you're personal That perception. They all have flaws but how many of them are flaws because of the times of game design or like the developers didn't do enough?
2: Uh, mm. That's that's hard for me to say because all of the flaws that I see with Skyrim is stuff that most people really don't have a problem with at all Um, and stuff that I think made it more successful such as the really simplistic combat and character creation and like the super streamlined quests and all that. Because mm-hmm. I, I like a little bit more of the, uh, the grittiness of Morrowind and, and the way that that works. Um, and some people don't like following directions on a sheet of paper, navigating a huge city to try and find the quest objective. But I find that interesting, right? So so that's that's really hard to say because the issues that I have with Skyrim I do not think are unintentional at all. I think they're all very intentional, and part of the reason why it was so popular.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, I... I, I To me, Skyrim is also the one that stands out, honestly. Um, there are, of course, a lot of flaws with Skyrim, uh, many of which are just... It was just chocked full of bugs at launch, you know? Uh, just to name one thing. Um, but I think just... Even flaws aside, it doesn't quite to me live up to the others, you know? Like it, it could stay on the undisputed shelf potentially, but it it feels like the the in a race would be the rear car among these four we have here now, you know?
0: No. Just to note, all the shelves have a number that's a goal that we're trying to fit this many on this shelf, right? So, we have an open slot, technically, for the Undisputed shelf. Is there any game on the top shelf that you feel when you compare it to Skyrim? And I'm sorry that we're picking on Skyrim for all these Skyrim No, fans, I think it's the
2: easiest one to pick on, because, I, yeah, I because when Skyrim you look at fan, Dark Souls, you just say, oh, well, that's, you know, the the difficulty and level design and all that, that's intentional. And then, you know, the problem that a lot of people had with it being so difficult and brutal becomes a feature. It's harder to say that with general bugginess like Skyrim.
0: Yeah. So, out of that list, what do you think when you compare it to like scope? Again, it's not all about popularity, but you know it does come to a point where you can't ignore it. Um, GTA Five, Fortnite, and you know those kind of pre-discussions of like GTA Five may have had a bad vote on it. <laughs> um,
2: yeah, I think I think GTA Five. De- belongs in the Undisputed shelf, personally.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I would agree with that. Uh, I was, uh, in the first round of discussion, I was the person that brought up GTA Five. as my sort of, like, I'm going to be rooting for that game. And frankly, I find it kind of ridiculous that it didn't end up in, in Undisputed.
0: And just to be clear in how we did this voting process, um, I tried to make sure people voted off of Merit. Not by popularity or whether they like or dislike the game. Um, I think for the most part, we we all did that. There were a few here and there that I questioned. But then again, it's not just my opinion. Otherwise, you know, it'd be like Fortnite top three or something like that, you know. Um, but Fortnite, I know my bias leans towards popularity.
1: Fortnite, Fortnite Battle Royale, and Fortnite Mobile top three games <laughs> of the day. <laughs>
0: And so, um, I think for the most part though, me and Luca were kind of patting ourselves on the back before the podcast of like, this list seems pretty good compared to other lists we've seen out there. Oh yeah. I think we've had a pretty, um, I don't want to say challenging system, but you know, like it, it, it's been, uh, it's been tough. It had not been easy to get and stay on the list.
1: Thorough vetting.
0: Yeah. Vetting. Yeah. Just forgot the word for a second. Um. So if there were anything to unseat Skyrim from the top shelf, what it would what do you guys think it would be?
2: GTA. S- so yeah, if, if we have to unseat Skyrim, 'cause cause we do we'd only have four and, and we we're allowed like what, five in the top shelf, in the undisputed shelf, I mean?
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, yeah. So that's I would what I'm I would saying. just I'm, try- add... I'm trying to see if there's an easy unseating of Skyrim, and then we'll see if Skyrim can fight its way back. Yeah. So
2: I- I've gotta say. I, th- I think that Skyrim would would stay in terms of games that defined oh, that's this past decade. Um but g- just as yeah. much GTA 5 belongs up there as well. I mean GTA 5 um there's going to be a um uh personal uh top 10s list that Bushwick is putting out um coming later later this week uh, or maybe maybe mm-hmm. early next week. Um Yeah, and- we just
0: got to get this one out first.
2: Yeah, and, and, and he, um, he talks just so about, we know it's official. He, yeah. he talks about GTA five, and I mean he he's right when he says every single thing that you could expect them to do with most games, just you know, you release it and then he kinda hands off, they've still been keeping updates. It's still getting content mm-hmm. created based off of it. You're still seeing highlights of people playing it. Like the, the, GTA five definitely belongs in the yeah. undisputed change uh, personally. And
1: YouTube Rewind which you know, be ever popular. Um, oh yeah they this year you know for anyone who doesn't know they basically did like a watch mojo style list where they were like oh top youtubers or whatever one of the things they did was uh games that like there was the most i think it was like searches for whatever most views for and Mm -hmm. gta 5 came out like what 2013 multiplayer came out a a bit after that you know i want to say it's still one of the top most uh viewed or searched games on youtube to this day in 2019 well technically 2020 now but you know what i mean Last year, that is a long-running popularity, and it still has a player base. And like we said, it's still getting new content. They've spent years keeping the online multiplayer interesting, and in my opinion, the the single player can hold its own as well. You know, like okay. it,
0: So GTA Five is officially moved up to undisputed. Skyrim is still safe for now.
1: No, I think the question is: Is there anything in top shelf other than GTA that we think is? potentially better than Skyrim or well it's not just about being better but you know more of the decade you know mm-hmm. I
2: personally don't think so and it's not because yeah. i like skyrim like something
0: well yeah like and that's the thing is that we're constantly going to be putting our biases in check potentially like i have a popularity bias but also go against like a fandom type vote nintendo very much has a heavy fandom type vote um is Skyrim getting a legacy vote or legacy bias well because
2: i th- i think can. the the legacy kind of speaks towards how impactful it was you know i, I mean Sky, skyrim is one of the one of the few games where b- besides being the most modded game of like all time right um it's it's Probably, one of the few yeah. games where i'm still seeing things online about people's experiences in the game, and I'm still seeing new stuff. And and, and, and that's, what's, do, that's what's amazing to me, because I think when you're looking at some of the games that came after Skyrim, you can very easily point back and see you know, Skyrim planted the seeds for this. Skyrim showed everyone how it could be and should be done.
0: Um, I mean, it, it's safe to say that where Dark Souls, its branch was difficulty skyrim was open world because you like you would hear like if this game is skyrim but with guns and things like that
2: yeah because because that's so. Yeah. um what was it far cry 3 was described as skyrim with guns
1: i
0: remember yeah. uh
1: back in you know the day uh, i remember people attributing games that came out before skyrim to like being inspired by skyrim like, I, I legitimately remember people doing that and being like, I'm pretty sure that came out before. And they're like, nah, no, nah, no, nah, it was definitely based on Skyrim. It's like, I, I don't think so. Well, and, and another thing that Skyrim wrong. did
2: is is it showed how well you could evolve something like Morrowind and Oblivion. Because, oh my goodness, I don't know if any of you have played Oblivion, um, but it, it feels weird. That is That is a game that is yes, just goofy and clunky in a whole lot of ways. Yeah. And so it's it's really difficult to look at that and say that's like an exemplary of the open world RPG. I think I think Skyrim is the first open world RPG where you see everything cranked up to 11 in a term of playability and just general fun, just being able to get in there, explore the world, enjoy the lore without having to worry about, you know, all of the crunchy mechanics that in my opinion made Morrowind so great. Cool.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and just to kind of double down in this sense and support Skyrim, where, uh, you know, you don't want to worry about the, I mean, you don't want to get caught up in the legacy and/or nostalgia kind of bias. That's what I see as one of the same. Um, But it has the influence factor, which is why we give Dark Souls so much props or why it's so easily on the Undisputed, because it has influenced so many games after the fact it's easy to say Skyrim did that as well. Mm-hmm. So for now, we're going to leave the undisputed shelf as is But I, I don't think there's anything we can kick off undisputed at this moment.
1: Yeah, I, I would agree with that.
0: Is there anything from top shelf that we should bring over?
1: Uh, oh, what, to Undisputed Shelf so that we can have them fight like, it out later? When you look at <laughs> Halo
0: Reach, is that a number six game?
1: Is uh, Fortnite
0: a number six game?
1: Yeah, Fortnite. Fortnite's an interesting question because it is not what you would call well-rounded, but it is really popular, you know?
2: I, I don't think that the popularity saves it to say that it's it's, you know, one yeah. of the greatest. I would say it's definitely... One of, if not the most popular game of the decade. Um, you know, excluding Minecraft, because we've had we've had conversations about that. <laughs> but I I don't think that that saves it when you're looking at the depth in the gameplay and storytelling and visuals that all of our top picks have. Well, here's, the, here's have. the thing.
0: This is where I will have to jump in, because you've actually mentioned offline about the storytelling. But you've also mentioned that you haven't played it as much. There is very much story going on in that whole game. You won't know it, though, unless you're playing. It because it's... You, you have... I mean, in some ways, they don't just hand it to you. You have to be paying attention and staying... Watching every update, looking for clues and all that. So the yeah. fans really have to piece the story together. But there's a story ongoing throughout the whole thing. Well,
1: every time they update the the map and stuff, you see, like, the changes in the world. Yeah. And you because can, it's yeah. an ongoing story. Yeah. I I I think you can give it some credit for that, right? That that's fair. However, um in like Skyrim, not nearly as popular in, in terms of like how many players it had, but very influential in what came after, right? Fortnite, very influenced by things that came before it, but how like what games have really like modeled themselves after Fortnite in any significant way that you couldn't just say was the overall battle royale trend you know like it's and, not like you've seen an explosion in third person shooters or something you
0: are right in that battle royals that battle royales that have came out since have tried to model more after like PUBG and stuff like that mm. but then again i would also argue that you can't really imitate fortnite without being called a blatant ripoff because to Im- try to imitate you'd have to have some kind of build mechanic and that is something that truly sets fortnite apart is the build mechanic. I feel like
2: I've talked about this before, but I feel like the build mechanics insertion into Fortnite is literally Epic Games going, okay, I want to build a Battle Royale, but I don't want it to seem like I'm making an average Battle Royale. Oh, building. I'll add building and it'll it'll give it a, a little unique pass to move along.
0: I could see where you would think that if they didn't already have an entire game based off of the building. They had yeah. Fortnite save the world for like a two years ahead of time, because I remember they announced it way back when during the Apple thing, um, their game was already all about building. So the building was there first.
2: But but I, I feel like when you're looking at... It would have
0: been a cheaper move if they tried to throw away the building.
2: I, I feel like if, when you're looking at Fortnite, it, what, what you can describe it as is, it's about Royale, but with building.
1: Yeah, but I, it... I don't know. I, like... Yeah, you can describe it like that, but ultimately, I don't. Know. It 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 seems sort of.
0: <sighs> see, would you I don't think, think they bring they brought in the building? I think no, they just brought in the circle that is of all battle royale games. I, I meant that know. to moose, not you, Luca. No, I just <laughs> said right after you. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, it's it's fine. Uh, the thing is, I just I don't see Fortnite uh, getting up to undisputed because as much as yeah it does have this ongoing story and you can pick up all the clues and learn it and, it's not what you would call like a deeply moving thing it's like a cute little like tidbit thing on top of a battle royale it's it's an extra in my opinion it's not a, a like masterfully crafted core or something you know, it's like eh, eh.
2: from from what i what i know of the fortnite story and how you piece it together with looking at clues it reminds me a lot of the kind of quote-unquote story that you have in the Battlefield Easter eggs. And I mean, I, I went through that for Battlefield 1 mm. really in-depth. An entire community is dedicated to finding these Easter eggs that are so incredibly difficult, no single person could figure it out. It's 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 like, I mean, these these Easter eggs in and of themselves are achievements, but they're not so good that I would say that Battlefield 1 has a story that's you know comparable to GTA 5 or The Witcher 3 or God of War or even Skyrim because mm-hmm. I mean I don't think Skyrim story is and that I see great. And that's what you're saying, but if we it's, were yeah, going for, for
0: best story games of the decade.
2: But the thing is all of those think, games on, on the Undisputed shelf it's have itself. good stories as well as good everything else. Fortnite well, has a mm, has a has a story that is I mean, lacking. They, they all have a bit a bit no of flaws, no, no, no. I would
0: argue I would argue Dark Souls is very influential. But we can't act like it's for everyone. No. I'm not saying the game has to be for everyone. But there it goes a long way to say something where a game is designed for more accessibility of various player bases and such. And then level of graphics and quality and just decisions. Because some games, they, they design it towards like, you know, screw your preferences. You're going to have to play it exactly the way we want you to play it. And mm-hmm. other games designed in such a way to where you have different play styles and fight styles. And so you're going to, I feel the, those should be rewarded or given, how do I say condolences, accommodations <laughs> or considerations um, more so than other games. Like with Dark Souls, you have to fight a certain way. You're going to have to learn how to fight that way before you even get better at it, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I'm saying there's all these factors we need to be considering. And so it's definitely not all about popularity. You have to admit, though, that even where it doesn't have like a finely tuned story, there is something to be said where Dark Souls had an industry impact. Fortnite has had a global cultural impact. He's not wrong. It is undeniable. Now, there are things like from my childhood, our big games were Halo. That had a cultural impact. You have those things, nostalgia, like w- memories that will forever last. Like Halo does that for many people. I'm sure Dark Souls even does that for some people. But then Fortnite, though we may not feel it, that is that game for so many people. That gets people in person, not whether it be not not necessarily the land party, but like people coming over to the house and all take turns playing Fortnite and stuff. Like I've seen so many videos of these college dorms just jam packed full of people having Fortnite events. Mm-hmm. I don't see Dark Soul events happening, like ever. I don't and know. And so there's got it, it's got something's got to be said for two hundred fifty million of just the last reported. Like you can even say, oh, well, double accounts or this and that. You can chop off a hundred million. You still have. Hundred fifty million versus all these other things.
1: Yeah, uh, to be fair though, there, there, you do have to remember that none of those games are free. Versus Fortnite, which is,
0: so I don't see that as a punishment, though. No, uh, do we don't, punish don't get me Fortnite wrong. because they came out with a good, accessible means to? Get the game to the no, players. No, I'm, I'm
1: not saying you're, but you're saying you know there's something you said for this massive player base, it's like, well, sure, but that like it, it's had a big cultural impact, but you know, like GTA is the closest to it, and that game was like what sixty dollars on launch. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: plus all of the. There was a
1: higher barrier to entry, and it's still ridiculously popular, and it's been ridiculously popular for a long time. I don't know, like the thing. Well, I... and
0: I think the the money amount that it brings in, though, it's safe to say people are playing into the game. Like I don't think it's just five percent of people, or ten percent. So that's what I'm saying. You can shave off a hundred million. Let's say only hundred fifty million have paid anything. That's still hundred fifty million paying. Mm. You can shave off another fifty million. We're still at a hundred million. But I mean, I'm saying that just, there's enough there to negate that whole barrier of entry point because people are spending money on them, nonetheless.
2: Well, if if we're talking about, you know, people spending money on it, you know, nevertheless and all that, how much? do you think how many players do you think something like God of War would have gotten if it was free or, or the Witcher three, you know, how, how many millions of people who can download a game and never touch it again would we have with all of these games that we have here? here
0: here's a great I example of so. that. I think it would get around 50 to 75 million because it's of quality because Rocket League was just one of those games that was free in the beginning and it got up to 57 million.
3: Mhm.
0: It didn't stay free, but it definitely got its first 10 20 million off of um PlayStation Plus because it was such a hit. So God of War, it being as awesome and epic as it is, I imagine it would have gotten 50 to 75, maybe even 100 million.
2: Um. I, I mean, I, I do I do feel like Luca just made, did make a good point with that though because like its popularity, I mean it might be saying to, to a greater extent that the game is free as opposed to the game is an excellent masterpiece. And, and that's, and that's what makes GTA five so impressive because you have 110 million sales and it's not close to free.
1: Yeah. I heard earlier that as far as like games that cost money, it, it is like the third best selling game of all time. GTA, that is to say. Um, and also I'd like to point out that I think people are more likely you like, you know, we've we've heard for years about, like, the different, uh, like, psychological tricks and stuff that game companies use to get kids and, well, adults too. but you, it's always moralizing about kids, isn't it, to, to spend money on games, right? And I think that people are more likely to fall into that situation for a game that they're already playing, rather than uh, to look at a game that they haven't played and go, ah, yeah, you know, I'll drop $60 on this, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. I, I think people are more likely to spend money on what they already are uh into or addicted to or however you want to put it you know uh what they already enjoy versus sort of risk uh risk 60 on something that they don't know that they'll enjoy mm-hmm. um that side i think it comes down to really do we put fortnite in the undisputed shelf and as much as I do give it credit for its cultural impact and its its vast popularity, and you can't deny that it's, it's I mean, it's, cha- like, it's had an impact on the overall games industry. It's affected other industries.
0: Yeah. It's, a, it's affected um, advertisements, YouTube industries. It, it, it's affected just time. Streaming. With, like, Netflix and stuff, yeah. like they came out and said. And so... There, it's nothing to take away from any of the games that are on the undisputed shelf, but it's just something that we'll obviously have to move on from for now to knock out some of the other ones. It's just, uh, it's just so massive mm-hmm. on its impact it's had that for me personally, I don't see how it can't sneak into the top five.
1: Uh huh.
0: There will be enough, like if it's snuck into the top five, there would be an upset somewhere. I don't know where that would be though at this point. Like for me, I've talked about it long enough now, I would say Skyrim should be number six, you know, and Fortnite be five or something like that. But that's just me. This is in the Fortnite podcast. So we're gonna go ahead and table it for now. Um, from top shelf.
1: Yeah. Go.
0: On. What do we see um that could be bumped down?
1: Or in the blind forest? anyone (laughs) like i'm i'm just saying
2: (laughs) yeah that's i i feel i feel like this is a situation where where popularity does matter because um until we started having these discussions i think i've heard of that game in passing once
0: and before the show we we probably really should start doing like a pre-podcast for subscribers or something um because me and luke are already kind of podcasting beforehand and um we feel like Ori and the Blind Forest got on this list because of it was kind of like an indie darling. and yeah. It was a time where a lot of journalists seemed to want to give an attaboy to any indie game that was pretty and um, artful, and yeah. which Ori and the Blind Forest is. But it also is, some people have said, it's a dark souls of platformers. Yeah, but pretty. you hear that you hear
1: that about know, a lot I've, of
0: yeah. I think really it's just a a game that's difficult for how pretty it is. And so that's why it's a surprise. That being said, I think it I don't see it as like a top 10. So yeah. we can go ahead and move that down.
2: Yeah, we can move it. Down. But um, that's really that's, personally the only one that I see. I wasn't a fan of Titanfall 2 because I didn't I'm I'm, I'm not a fan of that kind of rapid paced gunplay. But mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, a lot of people enjoy that. So I understand why it's up here and playing that game. It was it was a, a unique and fun experience. So even though I personally wouldn't say it was that good, I understand why it's up here. And I think it does deserve to be up here um, when you're looking non you know, objectively at it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And if you've had a chance to play the the campaign. That's what really sets it up. Like for me, that's where it just kind of stays there, because they did so many things that no one asked them to do. They didn't have to do real time puzzles where you're time traveling and have to phase in and out of different spaces of time while shooting, but maintaining the environment around you. Like holy shit!
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like it was one of those things I was like actually saying out loud when I'm playing. Like, damn, this game is good. As I was playing through the level and probably died here and there, <laughs> just because I was shocked at how good that level was.
1: Okay, so to me there there are two uh, on top shelf that I just can't see getting any lower than that right off the bat, and that's Fortnite and near Automata. Overwatch, uh, I personally wouldn't have a problem with moving it down, but at the same time it you know it's very much sort of the shooter. Of of this half of the decade, if that makes sense, you know, definitely the, it's, the last it, half. It's,
0: yeah, and it's a major, major, major esports player, in as far as what they've tried to do with that game, in bringing uh it into like serious popularity, mm-hmm. like, Fortnite mm-hmm. does that too. Like, but that's f- for later. Um, but yeah, just I can't see, I can't fathom Overwatch being out of the top ten at the moment. That's more of a... We're going to have to see any from the middle shelf that could maybe knock it down. Yeah. But uh, I would personally say near Automata for me is a close top 10. Mm. It depends. I mean... Halo Reach, I don't know if it's just been too long or something. I'm not feeling it for top 10. Yeah. I... But, um, but Borderlands 2 has influence. I mean, it is the looter shooter. I've, I've got to say, I, th- I think a major difficulty
2: of this is that after you get past talking about the very best, it seems like everything just kind of blurs together. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's good that we're not trying to rank these numer- numerically and just trying to group them. But I I, I definitely... I don't know. I, I definitely get the feeling that some of these could be in... Either or, you know, just just based on what kind of mood you wake up in.
0: So again, so let's do this. Let's do a, just like a wide knock off the shelf and then see how they fare compared to the others when we look at them all in one row. So. Out um, of wilds, I'm playing it. I'm loving it. I think it's amazing. Mm-hmm. I think over time we will find that it will be the watershed moment for indie games. And what's expected?
1: Okay. Uh, it's a top ten for me. And I don't know enough Uncharted about Uncharted to, Four, to I would bump down. Would I would bump feel? down as well. Yeah.
0: Moose, would you bump down Uncharted Four? Uh It's
2: it's kind of difficult because I, it's
0: not permanent. We're just going to see how they look compared to the other ones.
2: Y- yeah I, I i could I could do with that. I feel like if it's going to be in the middle shelf... It's going to be it's going to be at, around the top of there for sure. Yeah, like
0: Untarted as like number 11 or number 12. Like that makes sense to me.
2: Um,
3: um,
0: Borderlands 2 again that's kind of 8 to 12 for me.
2: Yeah I it, it does stand out a little bit because I mean as people might have noticed I do I do feel like sequels to games um, that don't change too much of it is kind of like an easy way to perfect a, a formula. Mm-hmm. Um. But I, I, how, I also how many
0: looter shooters are out there?
2: Uh besides Destiny, right? Is that considered a looter shooter?
0: Yes, for sure.
2: And then, well uh, and that's the thing is that um then then really I think this is like but, well, but there's also the division. I'm naming all these games that suck compared to Borderlands too. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean I, I definitely see why it should be up there. And from what I've heard, and uh you know I've only played a little bit of Borderlands, but um it's regarded as the the best of the Borderlands. Mm-hmm. And so if you're yeah. gonna put a Borderlands yeah, game up here even if it is a sequel you might as well pick and, the best
0: and it's done one of our my like, main prerequisites of greatness of like influence another genre mm-hmm. which Definitely. it has and it still stand um, best among the rest mm-hmm. in that sense. So now, okay not knocking it off. Um, Halo reach
1: I mean I, I wouldn't have a problem with knocking it down but I feel like Halo is something beloved by generation before mine, you know?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I I find some some difficulty with this because I mean the the Halo franchise is one that is consistent quality. Um you know there there's some instances here and there we go eh. I
0: was about to say hold up but eh. <laughs> go But I
2: mean when when you're looking at ones that came out before the start of the decade, Halo 1 and Halo 2, and then I played through Halo 3 and Halo 4. I mean, I've played I've played a surprising amount of Halo for someone who doesn't consider themselves a Halo fan, and from from the games that I've played, I've never not enjoyed it. Um, but that that's not necessarily a glowing review for Halo Reach. Just that it is a good game from a series that is good. So, uh-huh.
3: it, I wonder it, it could how go much up of it
0: is just just the same way I try to put the whole Nintendo fandom in check. Mm-hmm. Is there a Halo? Is there a Halo fandom that we need to put in check?
1: Well, if I if I remember the last discussion correctly, part of the reason it made it as far as it has is just as a representative of such a iconic franchise in a way. So I do feel like it's fair to move it down, honestly. Yeah,
2: I I, I think I think that's a that's a good point because okay, there's definitely a Halo game that we can say is a game of the decade, but. I'm I'm really not sure if there's a Halo game that I can say is top, top 10, ten best games of the decade. I, I think that's a that's a particularly difficult stance to make. Um, and, and it's kind of like a, the, the the Call of Duty effect where when you make a game so much, you know, you kind of get into a rhythm, and it 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 limits you in some senses, and it makes you a, a bit of a a safe choice. Uh, might might be a good way to put it.
0: I'm gonna leave Outer Wilds for now. I know we got to go back to it. Um, I want to state my case for it, though, almost like it's a court hearing. Because, um, my God, <laughs> this game. Okay. Um. So, again, I think we're doing pretty good. Not to pat ourselves on the back too hard, but um, when I'm looking at undisputed and top shelf, it's looking pretty fair.
1: Are we ready to move down the middle?
0: Let's let, let's move down the middle. It's getting kind of
2: thick. We, we could just funnel everything into middle, in my opinion. Like, all the ones that go be- behind middle just... <laughs> Once you get to middle, I feel like we're talking about the rest of them.
0: So, um, middle would technically be your top ten past our top ten. Secondary top ten. So, you're 11 through 20. Yeah. Halo, we're going to go ahead and... This the other ones are unranked. We're gonna mildly rank things going here. So Halo Reach is a favorite. Um The Last of Us, should we move it up or I
1: am not a big fan, personally. The The um, Last
2: of Us is very similar to Uncharted Four in the sense that you you're you're mixing story and gameplay and trying to get the right balance of those. Um and, and like cutscenes. You know, cut cutscenes especially is a thing that you gonna ha- kinda have to mix. Um I can't I I can't really I can't really say that it's bottom shelf, but it it, it has like it, it has kind of really tapered off after it's released because a lot of these story driven games they just don't have that good of a replayability
1: well it's it's not only that but like honestly if you take this story of uh of the last of us and then you just took it all into cutscenes and then like just showed that as a show you know and like you know okay we'll we'll adjust some stuff so that you know it's easier to follow for people or whatever you know i feel like the story wouldn't be as worshipped as it is you know i'm, yeah. I'm like it's it's I, it's not that amazing, I'm sorry. It's it's really not, in my opinion. Here's I, the harsh truth. Okay. It's like, whatever, man. Here's the
0: harsh truth. The developers themselves thought the game was going to tank. It only just turned out to be a pleasant surprise, which is why I think it got so much leeway. Also, this was peak YouTube time.
2: That That is so true. It's
0: got a lot of Let's Play coverage, mm-hmm. and then it's like, oh my god, like this game is actually good. What game? What new fresh game? Well, I got to be streaming that game. I can't just not be not streaming that game. This, and so, you had this, is, this was also before Let's Plays were put in check. So, it was the Wild Wild West. Everyone mm. could just play the game outright, no commentary, and then push it through. So, it got a lot of free and earned um, viewership. And, and with, I think kind of that.
2: combining that with a story that was not bad, like a, a story that was effective. Yeah. That I mean when it did get pumped out through every single YouTube channel. It was considered to be really good because the story isn't bad and I mean you know this is um I that that point about the YouTube bit is is a really good point and I think I think that's convinced me because because I I, I just don't see it on the same caliber as Uncharted 4 um not only because of you know the difference in release date but even, but even when you're looking at kind of story and and what what it is that you're playing um so i so i think
0: you you've you've it was convinced also, me it, that was it's also not peak, it was also peak it was also peak zombie time Well oh, yes. yeah and this was a game that came out that was like oh like this is our criminal crim of zombie games
2: yeah because you had like the walking dead uh telltale series as well
0: yep the walking dead show came out in 2010
2: so every, everybody's everybody's hopping on the zombie train
0: yeah um black ops zombies like you know ev- everyone was doing zombies and then this one well, was like the first adult attempt at like a cinematic level of storytelling yeah. of a zombie game where before it was kind of arcadey zombies
2: definitely definitely yeah so you
0: d- you did good last of us but we're going to bottom shelf you for now yeah hey maybe
2: maybe last of us 2 will be will be a a shining star maybe. this coming decade well this decade
0: <laughs> okay let's um, go ahead and uh let's go ahead and uh, make this awkward argument now because i feel like you guys don't like rocket league no <laughs> no but, i uh,
1: i like rocket league don't get me wrong
2: yeah it's it's, it's good but I, i'm saying no to its position here it can stay middle shelf because i think okay, there's something you say, to stay you say middle shelf i i think there's something okay. to say for a sports game that thinks way outside the box and goes okay soccer rocket cars and then yeah. keeps that player base. It's a unique idea that's done well, that's still popular. Um, but I mean, soccer rocket cars, that's the game.
0: Yeah. I would say Rocket League was actually another one of those games too that started a trend of oh, they do esports? Well, let's try to do esports with our game as well. Because Rocket League picked up so fast and then with a the flick of a switch, so like, you know, we're doing paid tournaments now. They're one of the first ones that started the um, small like pocket winnings tournaments of like 100 bucks 250 bucks
2: and this is kind of going back to to last week's podcast where we just talked about eSports but Rocket League also has the advantage of making itself eSports available where absolutely anyone could watch it and understand the point and, exactly. and get invested Indeed. into it So I think it deserves Indeed. to stay in middle shelf because it does so much right but I think it's pretty low on middle shelf.
1: I will, I will, I, I will agree with you for now.
0: I think cause it stands so much different. Like there, you can't even really compare the it other. It's, um, a top fun arcade game type thing. And it stands so much on its own. I will do a firm bottom of the top of middle shelf. <laughs>
3: so That's...
0: essentially it stays in the same place. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Um, Cuphead.
2: I I think it's good where it is.
0: Good where it is. I I mean personally, uh, when 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 you're looking at something, because we're gonna trim this down and then we're gonna see if there's any that can take any off the top shelf. Mm. But um, so I I, I, I feel it's like good where
2: it is. I feel like you're looking at something that is very well styled. Um, it it understands what it's trying to be in gameplay and all that. Um, I mean. Just, just a, a a good experience. Um, I think it it might it might be bumped down by some things lower on this list, but I think for what we've gone through, um, the just the the five that four that we've gone through, um, it's it's above Rocket League for sure, and it's below Uncharted Four for sure, but it's it's solidly there.
1: Wait, so, oh yeah, yeah, okay. Any um, any other perspectives? <laughs> no, I I I'm willing to go with that. Yeah. Um,
0: I think it's time to, um, have this conversation about Fallout New Vegas. We're on the same page,
1: thank God. Okay, sorry. I was about to be like, oh, well, I'm gonna have to, gonna have to put off my questioning New Vegas, but nope. Okay, we're here. Um, (coughs) I'm going to
2: say, I've never once played an RPG that has dethroned New Vegas in, in Any aspect besides graphics and uh, not being buggy, right? Now, the the way that I see it, I understand why it's not at the top because of a whole lot of reasons. New Vegas is the golden standard for what an RPG should strive to be in terms of character creation, storytelling, mechanics, your ability to change the story, introduction to the world and the lore and exploration of those aspects. You know, having DLC that is i mean just overall worth the cost and really good it's it is in my opinion the example of what a role-playing game should be
1: okay so i'm gonna have to uh ask because i i have a tendency to because fallout 3 and fallout new vegas are uh well the same one sort of yeah one was born out of the other um <laughs> yeah. Is Fallout New Vegas the one where you can nuke a town?
2: No, no, that's Fallout.
1: 3. Okay, that's Fallout. Okay, cool, cool. Okay, um, I don't know. I guess my thing with New Vegas is that, like, I feel like part of the reason that people love it so much is because it came after three. But I feel like compared to one and two, like, I mean, it's it's a shooter, which is better, right? Then, yeah, uh, the well, an isometric turn-based well, RPG. I, I won't even say better, but it, it has a wider appeal, shall we say? Definitely. Um, the combat's definitely better, but actually, you said you know you've never played an RPG that dethrones New Vegas anything but graphics, combat in that game is shite.
2: Um, yeah, that that's true. No, you, uh, you're, you're,
1: you're right. I I feel like that's as far also as something like that the, made me I, played
0: Out of Wilds last was combat. I was like, this isn't really fun. Um, but but sorry, go on. The thing with
1: New Vegas is it's like yes, it is it is very very good RPG. You know, choice. You know, good i i feel like you know in terms of storytelling and, and morally gray stuff it, it doesn't i mean it it does okay but i don't know that it lives up to some of its predecessors from from uh what i've heard of the people who just are really into the the whole franchise uh, and i've played the early ones and they have again a lot of like morally gray stuff so i don't know
2: eh, i've i've eh. i've gotta say okay when you're looking at fallout 1 fallout 1 gets a lot of passes because it's like the the quirky one, right? Um and it's not actually quirky, uh, but it's like
1: Yeah, I was about to y- say it's not the quirky one. What? Fallout
2: two is the quirky one.
1: Um Fallout but Fallout
2: One, you know, it's like, ooh, this is this is the game that not a lot of people play. But what you yeah, find okay, in Fallout one, one is basically the same stuff that you find in Fallout New Vegas, presented in a completely different way. Um mm. and, and you know when you're looking at People like, like you said, that people enjoyed Fallout New Vegas so much because it came after Fallout Three. There's a lot of people who really enjoy Fallout Three. Um, yeah. And I, I personally could not get into that game because it, it, it was not the same quality of of experience. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. like it, when you're when you're looking at Fallout New Vegas and everything that it hits, there is. One one specific instance that I use to describe how how masterful some of the storytelling is, right? In one of the DLCs, okay, this this is like not not like a main thing, this is it? DLC, um, Honest Hearts. There is a backstory that you can discover about the creation of the tribes that live in Zion National Park, Utah, um, and that single story that you find through. Reading Lost Terminals and stuff like that is mm-hmm. single-handedly some of the best storytelling I've ever experienced in a game, and it's in a DLC. They they didn't they didn't waste any of their time with anything. I would I would fight tooth and nail for Fallout New Vegas. I will say the graphics are awful. Um, it has graphics from Fallout Three, so that it, it sucks. The gunplay is clunky, um, so so uh... it, it doesn't it doesn't feel very smooth. But it has yeah. a lot of depth to it.
1: But okay, I think I think, so I, I think so everything. So if it's turned I'm, up to eleven off. in one
0: thing, if it's turned up to eleven in one thing, but it's one and two or three and other things.
2: Well, it's I, I'd say it's turned up into eleven into everything that truly matters about about a game.
1: Uh, can you, can no, you list I, those things? I don't things? think you can. I don't think you can reasonably say that, uh, like overall aesthetic doesn't matter, or that gameplay doesn't matter. Well, here's because... the thing.
2: Ignoring the low resolution, comparatively, which is an advantage that all these newer games get, the aesthetic is maintained from Fallout 1 and 2 and 3. So, so yeah, it, but... it, it meets the aesthetic. So, but, so it, but it excels thing. in character creation. It excels in having a character that can be varied very specifically. It excels in how that character interacts with the world through dialogue options and choices for ending quests, how that character interacts with factions, of which there are, like, a dozen, all of Mm -hmm. which have various impacts on the main story. All of the DLC are fantastic. I know some people didn't like Dead Money because it was too hard, but, you know, hey, we all have our faults. Um, Get good.
0: (laughs) So it seems to me, though, like, the dialogue and interactivity with, like, just the storyline and characters... All of that is all encompassed into one thing. It seems like you're splitting those up into multiple things to have multiple things to say 11, 11, 11, 11, 11.
2: When, when I'm playing an RPG, uh, I want to role play a character. All of those things are important to role playing a character because I mm-hmm. could do the same thing with all these other games and I could say, okay, well, in Fortnite, the guns are good, but what about but they're everything not, else? Though, are they? they're and, then, and then it's, and then, you know. Let's
0: try to get it down to one thing. Is it interactivity? With the world of like, I think it's through dialogue quality.
3: Well, well, because the dialogue Zelda, is part of- for instance,
0: Zelda. You don't have biz and here's the problem with RPG. And sorry, I gotta, I gotta ram through this point for a second because I really want to lead with it so we can have a framing of this discussion. RPG is so broad. Zelda is an RPG, which is also one we have to contend with in a middle shelf versus New Vegas, and then New Vegas is an RPG. I know why New Vegas is so celebrated. But it is also lacking a lot of other areas compared to other RPGs. And so, do we need to, like, is it is the dialogue interactivity and what you can affect with dialogue alone in Fallout New Vegas, does it compare to what the interactivity is of something like Breath of the Wild when it comes to how you discover things, how you get things to interact, where in other games you just couldn't do that. Well, you can do that in Zelda.
2: You, you're like, already are they on the at, same
0: level in their own rights?
2: You're already looking at two different... Th- that's why I have so many examples of what's good in Fallout New Vegas, because you're already looking at two different ways of interacting. One of them is dialogue options that the character chooses to represent... that, that the player chooses to represent their character in the game world. You're looking at How the many physics endings? sandbox elements of Breath mm-hmm. of the Wild, whereas Fallout New Vegas not only has the dialogue option, but also has the ability to change the outcome of all of the quests which actually influences future quests and in, in, in the way that you complete them and so your I, interaction with the world isn't just whether you can freeze time on an object whack it a lot and then travel on a boulder through the sky
3: yeah, and I mean,
2: all yeah. of the all of the influence that you have through the world in Fallout New Vegas directly relates to you creating and realizing a character that you have personally made as opposed to doing something that lends itself to convenience in in a, in a meta sense of, I need to travel here faster.
0: How many endings are there to uh, New Vegas again?
2: It depends on what you're looking at. Each faction has um, three or four endings. There's about a dozen factions. And then for the main ending, there's four main factions that can control that ending. But depending on how they achieve that ending, there's different
0: endings. Funnily enough, now again, with this, what's challenging about this is that Though we have two completely different RPGs, we still have to compare them in the same arena, you know? So, but in me just now comparing Zelda to Fallout New Vegas, it makes me want to smack Ori and the Blind Forest off the shelf <laughs> altogether. Oh, no. Poor because it's Ori. like. Well, because you're right in that there's so much that you can do with Fallout in the interactivity that even Zelda, even though it's different and has its own merit. It's not to the level of what fall fall in New Vegas does. And you know, we say like it's turned up to eleven. Could we argue maybe this has even turned up to fifteen in dialogue?
2: It's it's not it's not just dialogue. But I, know, it, it I see the your overall
0: point. like role
1: playing as as far as like a role, like it's it's the like, as far as a game of, like, uh, a role-playing game, the style where you create your own character and you, you set their own story, and, you know, you, you, like, have your own custom journey through the whole thing, I think Fallout New Vegas is undoubtedly the best in that genre in this decade, probably, right? Um, and, yeah, so, I, like, that that is what Fallout New Vegas sort of brings to the table. Everything else is sort of, like, you know?
0: So, on the Trello I have um, did two little lines to kind of have like a safe top middle shelf, and then the bottom. Um, Fallout New Vegas, is it safe on the top?
1: I'd put it into the um, yeah, I'd put it above where it is in the middle section.
0: I, I
2: I would personally say it should go to the top, but I understand the reasonings for it to go into the not top. I, I'm I don't necessarily know how it's divided. I'm, looking, <laughs> I'm currently
0: I'm, thinking. I'm currently thinking it is on the top. Yeah, I'm looking at the stuff Half. in the
1: middle section, and I think that it is better than most of the stuff in the middle section.
0: Yeah. Um, Breath of the Wild, just because we kind of touched on it a little bit. Safe on the top, middle for now?
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, let's put it there.
0: I'm okay, I'm, I'm so okay with now, that. There, there, there's some in there that we haven't touched in the top. So Rocket League, um, it, it's had a major impact, and it just blew up out of nowhere. It stands on its own, its own right. Um, but StarCraft 2 and Cuphead. StarCraft 2, it's really kind of faded. Yeah. <laughs> um,
2: it's it's the the death throes of a dying kind of game.
0: Yeah.
2: Because the way that I see it, Grand Strategy has completely engulfed and replaced RTS games. Hmm. So, I mean... It,
0: I, I don't honestly, think it's should like, be Just on the how much shelf you fall fervently, just how much you fall fervently for Fallout New Vegas, it's weird having Starcraft even next to it, so <laughs> it. Brought you,
1: yeah. So are we moving Starcraft down to the sort of bottom half, or are we moving it to bottom shelf?
0: Well, that's what we're going to look at um, here. Let's uh, let's see here. Halo Reach, Uncharted. I don't.
2: I, I don't think we'll have as much trouble discussing any of the further ones as we have Fallout New Vegas.
0: Yeah, so Portal 2. Oh. Oh, I, ooh. That one, I feel, has a PC fandom problem. Yeah. I, is, isn't that,
2: like, the most recent Valve game released?
1: Uh, I think so, maybe. Yeah, quite possibly. I mean, yeah, but <laughs> uh, to be fair,
0: like, is that a criticism of it? It, no, 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 not uh, really. The, the, Again, but I mean, when we can't clearly decide, we will have to pit these games against one another.
1: I personally want Portal Two and Middle Shelf, but I acknowledge that that is potentially colored by the fact that that is one of the first video games I ever got to play in like a serious sense of like, okay, well, I'm going to put on my computer. You know, like I, I mean, I had like Wii's and Game Boys and stuff, but that game had a big effect on my personal like gaming history, so mm-hmm. I might be biased towards it, but. The thing is, can you think of anything like Portal? Like, like there are other, you know, puzzle, you know, like, first-person shooter games, but nothing quite the way it does it. And then, like, GLaDOS is such a... Memorable like, figure. iconic yeah. character and memorable figure, and Wheatley is too. And there is something to me charming about that, like, old style of first-person shooter where the main character, like, never says anything and has no feet, right? I- I've um, gotta
2: say... I think you've convinced me to keep it in the middle shelf because Portal Two, from what I see, like I, I might have missed one, it is the only pure puzzle game on here. It's a puzzle game, yeah. And and it is. Well, I legitimately... don't too,
0: but I don't blame you for not knowing. Yeah, I've read about t- it. It,
2: t- it seemed a little bit like a like a mystery game, but but I, I can see. Uh... Anyway, like it, it is legitimately like a, a pure puzzle game. And it has been widely, widely popular. P- puzzle games just aren't that popular. And and I mean, it's shown through. It's created a unique lore, um, you know, for the people who like to dig into Cave Johnson and all that. Um, is that the name, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. And, and yeah, I
0: want to say it's safe on the middle shelf.
2: I, I want to say it's safe on the middle shelf, too, because originally I was like, ah, oh, well, it's a puzzle game. And then and then it kind of clicked. Yeah, it it's is a puzzle, puzzle game. game. Yeah, it's, exactly. it's on the list. That's that's how enjoyable it is. Because um, like I, I'm not even a big fan of puzzle games, but playing Portal 2, it, it made me feel smart.
0: Because when so, I would finally figure
2: out one, I'd go, holy crap, that was good.
0: So I'm going to put these two in the gauntlet against each other. Um, Starcraft 2, Dota 2. To just, kick it to the bottom shelf. Just
1: just yeet out StarCraft, let's be honest. Can can we can we all be honest? Versus here? Dota 2? Yeah. Yeah, like, it just, eh, get it out. Another you, thing I just want to mention in favor of uh, a game I've already won a place in middle tier, Portal 2, Um, that game was, like, had a cult around it. Like, you know, he was talking about, like, how much which people- one? <laughs> Portal 2. How how much mm-hmm. people, like, uh dug into the lore and stuff. Like, it. not only did it have, like, a massive cult around it, Right, like every weeb kid loved that game, right? And like weeb conventions full of Portal stuff. You know, <laughs> doesn't um, make much
2: sense because it's not yeah exactly Japanese. It's, it's not Japanese, and yet they way. they
1: everyone loves it, right? Um, to to the, like to such an extent that as far as I can tell, it revitalized interest. Like there are, there were entire memes about first person shooters, right? That were really just about uh Portal Two and Half Life, right? About, like, oh, having no feet. It's like, well, they were always taught, they always showed clips from Half Life and Portal 2, didn't they? Like, it it was a big thing. Big deal. Much, (laughs) much culture.
0: We have an interesting moment with this list because Journey hasn't really been challenged. Stardew Valley hadn't been challenged. Doom hadn't even been discussed. When we look at the bottom shelf, out of these, in, in this bottom four of the middle shelf, what do we see from the bottom shelf that could easily take out any one of these? Bloodborne. Red Dead
2: Redemption 2. Bloodborne. Bloodborne. Both of those. Blood- Bloodborne
0: I, I, should take out what? Doom?
2: Dota 2 just needs to go. I'm sorry. I can't.
0: Ah, I'll fight you on that. I'll More than you. half do- of Dota 2 Dota is Dota, Dota, Dota 1. Dota 2 is on <laughs> Rushmore of esports games, and it's a cultural movement for sure. Yeah, but... It- if it's, you just never got into it, it's that's, Dota One that's fine.
2: Plus, you know. I'm
0: going. I'll. I will reference something. <laughs> that's not a punishment. That's. Not... I.
1: So when, I
2: feel like that hits the integrity of it down.
1: When I was no. when I was uh, a wee lad, one of my friends got into Dota Two. Actually, you know, several did, but one of my close friends got into Dota Two, and the two of us had another close friend, and we were talking uh, to uh, you know me and this other guy who didn't play Dota. We're talking about the guy who did had who gotten into it, and our conclusion was Dota changes people. It changes people. You're not it the does. same person after Dota. It does. Like that. It, there's something spooky. Like that game is pure witchcraft. Okay.
2: <laughs> I just um, like I I understand that it's like one of the most consistently like it's like top played on Steam like all the freaking time. Okay. Yeah. As a game, I I feel like this this is a case of it winning out in.
0: It's um, still a good game. I mean, I don't like it. I, I feel like anymore I feel like this is a case of it so bad at it winning
2: but. out in popularity. But the majority of their heroes are from Dota One. This is th- this is
0: like the doesn't, that doesn't matter. That's I feel like it does
2: because most of Dota 2 isn't a new game. It's a game from last decade that has been revitalized.
1: Yeah, but the thing is, I, I, you know, you could make that argument for, like, any sort of sequel that's just a refinement on something earlier. Well, yeah, I know?
2: have because I didn't think that uh, so... Resident Evil <laughs> belonged on the list. Of course, West West, West was being pretty convincing about, about how it, it didn't just remake it, it reimagined it. But Dota 2 mm. has not reimagined the MOBA formula in any particular way. You, you know what? I will, I will leave Dota 2 on the Bottom of the middle shelf,
3: it, or literally it like, only because
2: it like you have to, it's the predecessor of, of Dota one and and was the the first one of the, one of the.
0: Whether it's predecessor or sequel, like I don't see that yeah. as like even a point to make. But you have to think of it like this: you have to think big picture. Now, MOBA is still one of the biggest genres on this earth, and to not have any MOBA game on like the top twenty would be weird.
2: I think MOBAs lack depth. Besides those that you find in the mechanics, they have
0: depth. Yeah, in, like, well, they have the depth in mechanics. Ah, that's I, a balancing I, nightmare.
1: Yeah, exactly. They yeah, have but, a lot of that's, depth, but they, they just still pull it off. They still pull it off. The, the thing is, okay, can I just point out here that effectively what has happened, right? And don't take this wrong way, Moose, is that someone who's really into RPGs and like story-driven, adventure-driven games has run into basically like computer geek chess.
2: Okay, well, right? I'm the only one who hasn't uninstalled Dota after one round, right? Uh, that so, is
1: not true. I played Dota back in the day for like five minutes before I saw it changing people and ran away because it was witchcraft. Okay, he's talking <laughs> about
0: currently how we. I know, I, 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 mean, I, I know what he's talking about, but I'm I'm, I'm I I, one I've one stuck game. with it.
1: It is it is
2: my personal conv- conviction that a lot of remakes don't do enough, and I see that particularly with Dota. But I understand the the importance of it as a MOBA of this decade. When MOBAs are still it, such a big thing. I would thing.
0: get your argument if Dota 2 is like died down, but it has not died down. It is like, like, like Lucas said, it is like like witchcraft. For years it's been in the top five on Twitch. Okay, it it, is, it okay. is
2: witchcraft. That that is the truth.
0: And it's growing. It's um its esports um purse has been growing every year. Like it's To be fair though,
1: I don't think it's been getting more popular. I think that just one cult of dota has been like the witchcraft cult of dota has just been keeping with it this whole time
2: a whole lot of sacrifices of goats have been happening to continue the domination on the players brains
1: so uh one sec i i have been specifically uh that was ret- said. Oof, oof, moose. like
0: i don't know what was said so i don't know if i just have like an iron heart or something but my feelings are fine yeah i'm fine um, <laughs> we're, we're <good>. um <laughs> <laughs> so here the thing is have let's... to play the tape back to see if moose got a good one on i think I, th- I think it was me
2: bringing to... up the you guys uninstalling
1: dota i think i think that oh was no we
0: we're, we're perfectly fine <laughs> like we know we, we 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 know we are no longer of those people we well, don't that, belong among them
1: that's what i'm saying though is that it's not gaining new players because it's so daunting to get in <laughs> yeah um do you we mind apologize if I, on our way out. This, Do you mind if I switch focus to journey real quick? Yeah,
2: I I I feel like I feel like you guys have, have put up good points about Dota 2. I'm I'm willing to leave it there now. You've convinced me.
0: As so Stardew Valley Fighter, I'm I'm a little nervous that it's gotten this close to the to the bottom shelf and it's like the bin's right around the corner. What's well, gonna happen? But go on journey. So
1: I I like Journey. When I was looking into the various games I didn't know too much about to do this, Journey intrigued me to the extent that I went and bought it immediately after sort of hearing about it, right? I, there was no deliberate. I was just like, no, I need that in my life. That said, you know, it, like, like, I don't know that it outdoes Bloodborne, for instance. You know, it's like, it ha- it is an incredible sort of, like, piece of art, right? Um... you know, it it manages to tell its whole story with no dialogue and no cutscenes. It's all just sort of like the way you travel through the world. It is it is telling a story with playing through a video game in a way that very few other games manage, right? That's brilliant. You know, it looks great. It's really cool. You know, everything else, right? That said, you know, that that it doesn't have a lot of gameplay depth. It, you know, it, there's no like character building really. Well, I mean, there kind of is, but so, you, know, you get my point. It's it's very like one faceted It's it's an art piece really.
0: Mm-hmm. I do like how, for you, it's like a wild journey has appeared, and you're like Bloodborne. I choose you. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would argue, it should be Bloodborne against Doom,
2: and Stardew and- Valley against Journey.
0: Oh, well, I Start just to rally I... against Journey, but it's like it's one of those things that I would sacrifice my baby Rocket League to keep Journey on here. Wow.
1: Oh, OK. That's that's. <sighs> I mean, I don't blame you. I really like it. I really, really like it.
0: Well, Journey was one of those watershed moments where it opened the world up for indies as far as the kind of game physics that are allowed. Like it's OK to be art turned up to 11 and then have minimal game physics.
1: Okay it well, really
0: has influenced an entire it's changed lives
1: okay well okay in that case in that case i well, I retract what I was saying and i'm gonna run away
0: <laughs> i've I've gotta say right
2: it's a really good art piece um and art art is known to to change lives as a game eh.
1: <laughs> Well, I mean, it, it's really like. What do you mean as a game? Because I, I think. Yeah, because that's
0: kind of being elitist in my in in my opinion of like. nope, you gotta have these awesome game physics. Well, it's also the very thing vague. Without Shelf is that we respect all of the aspects that go into a game. Yeah. It's so, not- so
2: when we're, we're judging a game, based on its aspects, the one that does does really well in the visual storytelling and all that, that's that's fine. But. I have to say the one with you know when we're, when we're comparing it to something like Rocket League, I, I think it just immediately beats it out because I mean you're talking about a game that is um, prime for for eSports, you know kind of one of the one of the games that's leading the advancement in a completely new field that is completely unique in what it does and how it does it and excels at what it does. It's really good. Uh, It's it's a great art piece experience, right? But that there has to be something said for the inherent lack of depth. That doesn't mean it's bad.
1: Well, but But when you're comparing it to something, well, you keep using these very vague terms. Like you're like, well, as a game, it's like, well, you could make very easily the argument that you know, like, okay, well, what do we mean by video game? Well, there's you know, the game aspect, as in like how a sport's a game or gambling. You know, like this sort of like. brain you know sort of like ooh here's here's a, a loop of something i like or what you know that kind of thing but then there's you know the sort of like virtual interactive experience that is a video game right and it uses that sort of nature to tell a story in a way that very few things very few other video games manage to do so in a way it's more video gamey than most video games it's less like movieish or you know it's and that's to me is really impressive and then you, you know, like you it just have a lot of a lot times
0: of, with these indie games they kind of sneak up on you like oh wait this is more of a game in the truest sense of what a game is, than these other games that throw like nine mechanics at you at a time.
1: Well, the thing is, it's not a game in the way that like Which chess I, is I, a game or dominoes is a game. But you know, my point is that like, look, and then you're like, it doesn't have the depth. It's like, well, you could, you know, give like if you really wanted to, you could like pick apart like, ooh, what's the meaning of the game? Or, you know, no, what's I mean, the I, mean the I mean, mechanical like, depth. You know depth? Okay, well, yeah, that's fair. I, I right? do,
2: I do find it ironic that you could say that. Judging games based on their mechanical depth is elitist, and then say it's more of a game than other games. Because uh, uh, yeah, but I so didn't, I, I didn't cases... claim it was
1: elitist. I claimed it was vague.
2: No, I was talking. I was talking to, to. That that was that was to to point out what Wes had previously said. Yeah, but I well, personally believe I... that mm-hmm. having gameplay mechanics beyond something like moving and jumping, or or you know other kind of very very simple, effective but simple things is essential when you're looking at a game um, i mean you know it, it's it, it just some, something has to be said for an inherent lack of lack of gameplay mechanics when you're assessing these because when you look at that and then you look at like i mean we 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 did talk about the absolute nightmare that it is to to balance out mobas with hundreds of heroes and make that work and to make all of those mechanics flow and how much of an accomplishment that is
0: mm-hmm. but this game
2: mm-hmm. doesn't have to deal with any of that at all,
0: and that's fair. Is you're not wrong. I mean, but that's the thing. That and and and, we, and that's we're just we're taking everything into account.
2: That's but that that's an well, yeah, but that's an inherent exactly advantage doing. it gets if you completely ignore gameplay mechanics while talking about games. Here's
0: my which is argument. very
2: dangerous to do in in the way that I see it.
0: Well, that's the beauty of having three different minds. So. Um, Because here's my simple argument, because remember, this kind of started with, I said, I would even sacrifice Rocket League. So let me put my two children together and have them fight to the death.
2: Wow, okay.
0: (laughs) Rocket League, an incredible original idea of a game. Journey changed what a game could be. And has set off a ripple effect of all new kinds of indie games. When I said it's, it's literally changed lives... It's made developers who are usually going to be more artistically inclined be able to get together on teams to make their own games. And, like, there's been a watershed moment for other types of games. And so in that sense, the influence it's had, just how we talk about Dark Souls and its influence, Journey has its own indie influence. And so that's why I would take Rocket League down a bottom shelf and put Journey safely in the middle shelf. Because its influence is undeniable. Well, yeah, but Rocket
1: League has had a big influence on eSports. So it's it's one has had a big influence on this part of the games industry, and the other one has had a big influence on this other part of the games industry, you know? And, and uh, if we are talking but, about and, popularity... And, and eSports has changed lives. You know, there, there are kids whose lives have been ruined by trying to be
0: eSports stars, just for instance. You're kind of, you're kind of looking at it. Esports is a, still a good subsect, though. It's not like... It's not completely taking over everything.
2: With the influence of Journey, you're kind of, kind of looking at like a big splash in a puddle, or a small splash in the ocean, compared to another game, you know? It's like, yeah, it had great influence among other games that will go on to the next Games of the Decade list as Indie Gems.
0: Journey has taken a lake and turned it into an ocean, is what I would argue.
2: No, I'm gonna... I don't see it that way. I I think, influence aside, you know, if, if this, if Journey is the predecessor to an entirely new genre of game, which I mean, we we've seen like like the, the vanishing of Ethan like Carter Journey, and stuff like that. indies
0: Were like games that you would find in a back alley, or only purely for, for the elitists. There was not a major indie market until games like Journey came out. What, okay, you, you say? You is... say until
2: games like Journey, but um, hold on, I'm looking up.
1: I feel like Super Meat Boy had a really yeah big effect ex- exactly on. yeah exactly. Okay, so, see, the and, thing and is that the... was
2: that was two years before, and is... Super Meat Boy is very different from Journey.
1: Yeah. Maybe is. maybe
2: what Journey did is proved that you could make a game kind of like Abzu, a slow-paced, artistic, emotional experience that is profound in what it's doing and it doesn't have to be a crazy c- combination of anything to be good and effective. I don't think that makes it displace other games that achieve more generally, you know? In, in in the kind of looking at mechanics and esports and stuff like that,
0: that's for me where it goes back to the elitist argument. It sounds like I just, I'm not trying to say you are an elitist. I'm saying the argument seems like elitist in the sense of you have to have X amount of game mechanics or else we can't consider you seriously.
1: I I don't agree that that's elitist. He he, like he, what he's doing is like he's he's arguing. In my opinion, that sort of there is a game that excels at being, you know, this sort of, like, thing that it is, uh, you know, it, it's an art piece, you know, it's it's a visual experience, it's an emotional experience, sure, but it's not all of these things, right? And all of these, you know, other games have all of those things. It, you were talking about taking everything into account earlier. I think Moose is taking into account what this game lacks versus other games. And also, I would point out that I think that you can make the argument that, like, artsy games, artsy sort of, like, uh, oh, here, let me read into this. What does this mean? What's the meaning? That is also sort of elitist in its own, right? I'm just saying.
0: I mean, well, there's elitist and then there's pretentious. I think, would you say some of those artsy... Because I can agree some of the artsy games can be pretentious.
1: But to where they, they are... force
0: you to, They force you to look for meaning in it. when it's like, really, you just didn't have a story that you wanted to put behind this.
1: Elitist is entirely defined I think by who's considered the elite right you do get people who like are pretentious and elitist about indie games because they're like oh well you know all the real ge- the best games are all indie games And if you you know oh you're playing a shooter ha you know like eh, I don't know I guess I, in I,
0: some way well elitist I tie elitism close to like gatekeeping that kind of thing and so like to me it came off as Moose was trying to gatekeep by like you need to have X amount of mechanics that's what it felt like to me I'm not ah. saying I'm right in that sense. But again, this is an overall Heavy Shelf, not just David's Heavy Shelf list. Here, And so if it's two to one, and we are going to discard Journey's influence because it's lack of mechanics.
2: We're not going to discard that- Journey's influence. We're going to acknowledge that Journey's influence was among a group of games that, cumulatively, over the entire decade, had less reach than Rocket League alone.
1: Yeah, I mean the thing is, you know, you said earlier that, and like, I'm not even sure that I I'm for uh, bumping Journey down just yet. But the thing is, you said earlier that it turned a pond into an ocean. But the thing is, relatively speaking, these artsy games still don't have the the base that you know Titanfall or Overwatch near you know like.
0: Well, yeah, but that's why it's not and, on. It's not it's, not, it's not, not like there,
1: and it's not like there aren't sort of like artsy and, you know, intellectual or artistic or whatever, uh, more mainstream games like Nier is the guy who wrote that literally named a bunch of enemies and, uh, other, well, uh, friendly NPCs as well after various philosophers and then like based the characters on the philosophers and so like, and then like the whole thing, you know, world has all these like, uh, a lot of symbolism and all, like it. I don't know, you know. Um,
0: I mean, I think I think it's safe to say we can bump Journey down to bottom shelf because I got someone to defend Rocket League who didn't want to defend Rocket League earlier in the discussion. <laughs> so I think I think it proves that point. So Journey's uh, bottom shelf. It didn't make it. It can be top of the bottom shelf for sure. <laughs> well, bottom shelf I think is going to in the end end up going to be like the honorable mentions. I feel.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Is yes. what it's going
0: to turn into. Um, so we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. now this to the doom and Stardew Valley.
2: Doom versus Stardew
0: Valley No, no, not not doom versus Stardew Valley um it's we we haven't talked about stardew we, we don't really have to kick them down just yet, but since we haven't had the chance to discuss them, as far as what's safe between middle shelf or not, does Doom compare to anything on the top of the middle shelf?
1: Uh, I wait. Oh, you said the. T-
0: wait, no. Doom. Like, Doom is. Like in is them. it?
1: Oh, okay. Okay, no, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Among
0: um, those lines, like because above that top line is middle shelf safe. Is Doom compared to the greatness of Breath of the Wild or Fall of New Vegas or Rocket League or Cuphead or anything like that? <laughs> I, I think the more Like is it still on this list just because we haven't come to it yet? Or is it on this list from merit? I think we have to like
1: well the thing is, like, what did Doom do? Well, it took a sort of like classic franchise and then modernized it and improved upon that franchise uh, I'm sorry, upon that formula, right? Uh that being Doom and that sort of like first person shooter style game. Um and it did that very, very well and it was praised for it and everything.
2: Okay, uh, mass just shoot run and gun style gameplay
1: yes yes exactly the thing is i think that we kind of have to compare that to bloodborne firstly because what that did is it took a classic game uh dark souls and modernized it and improved on the formula
0: yeah because i was gonna say i would argue (laughs) that doom just its greatness came and that it didn't disappoint it didn't let us down absolutely in a way, I, so, I don't even disagree with you. Yeah,
2: it's it's and like so, um, the sol- solid game.
0: I'm okay with <laughs> taking Doom off and putting Bloodborne promoting it up.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm I'm with that as well. I, it's weird. I it, like I f- feel like I'd have more fun playing Doom, but I'm just more interested in Bloodborne. Really? Yeah. Okay. And so Doom is Doom is a
2: very kind of sit back, relax. Have some fun. It's like a couch shooter.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
1: That's that's a
2: good word for it.
0: Okay. So I see Funky Finch. She's already campaigning in the comments. So let me read this for the podcast listeners. Stardew Valley has not only a committed fan base, but an amazing dev that constantly works hard for his fans, including doing things like personally recovering corrupted save files for players. That, ooh, that is that is nice. Um, The game. Yeah. So, recover save files for players that contact him on Twitter. Um, the game has so many deep aspects that go way beyond what meets the eye and prompts for hours and hours of gameplay. Um, Stardew Valley was one of those heralded solo dev um, stories. There's only a handful of them out there. Mm-hmm. Middle Shelf has 10 right now. It's a question of should it be safe or not? I feel um, like
1: it probably should be. Personally. Yeah, I, yeah I, Compared
0: I, to Dota 2 and Portal 2, I mean, kind of want to put Stardew Valley among those. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
2: I I think that unlike uh, something like Undertale, which it's you know a really crazy smart experience for for how they manipulate the game, um, Stardew Valley, you just you just go back to it, you en- you enjoy every little bit of it, and you can replay it, and you can play it with friends the core experience does not get old with undertale the game kind of playing you back
3: mm-hmm.
2: that's that's like okay you you get that. that 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 that's a part that you start to understand but i mean and of course i'm i'm comparing undertale's on our bottom shelf but i'm just comparing why it's so set apart from the rest um it it it, it deserves to be up there for sure
0: it has so much charm and I just really rarely find anyone that dislikes it yeah it's it's hard to not like because it's the kind of thing where
2: if you know that you're not gonna like it you don't get it if you're yeah. not sure that you won't like it you get it and like it mm-hmm. it's it's very just just excellent in that regard. it
1: does what it says on the 10 basically and if you look at the 10 and you go yes i want that in my life you're gonna like it and if you look at the 10 go hey i might want that in my life you're probably gonna like it and if you say no you're not gonna like it yeah
0: which
2: which is interesting because we do mention how a lot of these indie games are like oh it was it was surprising when stardew valley was absolutely not surprising and amazing because of it Yes. It was like this. This is yes. what we have. Yeah. They they show all their cards, and you go, "Wow!" And of course, there's still a lot to discover in the game. It's not like they they tell you literally everything, but in terms of what the gameplay is like and the experiences, very well done.
0: So, Hearthstone, the card game of card games. <laughs> oh no, but it is a card game nonetheless. I, I almost, because we, we've
1: described bottom shelf as honorable mentions, and I feel like Hearthstone almost requires an honorable mention. Ah, uh, you know, uh, okay, so, here, let me talk out what I, you know, what's in my head. Basically, people credit Hearthstone with popularizing, like, uh, on-the-computer card games, you know? And that, that's kind of a big deal, you know, that's, that's not insignificant. So I feel like, in a sense, it kind of almost warrants that, that uh, you know, uh, honorable mention. But at the same time, it's just sort of like, yeah, but what's the big difference between, you know, having the card in front of you and having the card on a screen other than the pool of players you can play with? Eh? Well,
0: another thing is, I would kind of borrow a little bit of um, Moose's argument against Fortnite, as far as the popularity of Hearthstone goes. Um, it kind of means deadly when... uh it's pay to win, essentially, at this point. A mm. lot of players <laughs> hate Hearthstone because it's pay to win aspect. Mm-hmm. And I and think it's a very, very expensive game.
2: <laughs> and and I think additionally, Fortnite has the the um was it, benefit of the, the doubt when it comes to you know, a Battle Royale was a kind of emerging genre.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But card games like you know, Magic the Gathering, it's been like out for like what, like thirty so years. It's like the-
1: since, like, the 80s? Yeah, 40, they, they were 40,
2: 40, 90s, So, Her- so Hearthstone so has a leg lot up. to gather from.
0: Yeah, and it had the leg up because it was just one of the first to go to the medium of computers that did it right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so
1: uh, to clarify, uh, Magic Gathering w- uh, came out in 1993, it seems. 1993. Just, just okay, yeah, doesn't doesn't really matter, but you know, there you go. You know, you so, can,
0: you so well, yeah, a, yeah. long a long
2: time, ago, like for yeah, for exactly. Hearthstone to look at all of these other competitors that came before it and make some decisions. Where where Fortnite, even it was it was kind of exploring a newer genre. So that that's why yeah. I think it can stick in the honorable mentions.
0: For now, because we're gonna, we still have to make room. Some of those we're gonna have to knock off to the bin. Um. Look, shovel knight. I love it. I don't think it's gonna go to middle shelf though, just because it's middle shelf is so jam packed. Definitely. Yeah.
1: So the thing, the thing about it is, it, it, it like the whole thing we've been saying the whole time is, it's a great representative of like the retro indie sort of scene, and there's a million of those, right? And that was like the flagship of them. That yes. said, next to the that, like as a game, like yeah, you know, it plays well and everything, but like it hasn't, like next to even the other indies, I don't think that like and again, like as a game is a very big term, like I said earlier, but it doesn't have as much going on, you know, to me. It's, yeah. Yeah, I get you.
0: It's not It's very, very polished. I don't think yeah. it'll end up in the bin, but I don't think no. it's middle shelf. Um. So I think it's safe to, at this point to say the middle shelf is locked in. We can go to bottom shelf now.
1: Yeah. Uh, for now,
0: for now. Yeah.
1: For now, yeah. for now.
0: Yeah, yeah. We won't say locked in, but we'll say we're firmly moving the bottom shelf because, <laughs> because, the is, sense of we're not going to be moving from bottom shelf up. We're going to well, move the we, bottom shelf down.
2: We we do have the Red Dead Redemption two.
0: That Which, game yeah, is the Red Dead. That's how out. it's so old. Oh, are you playing that but, the Red Dead Redemption two again? It it looks beautiful, but I I was very honestly proud of journalists for them speaking up and not just going for the easy red dead is the greatest thing since sliced bread they're like yo this plays like a really old game it just looks like a new game compare it Mm, to gta
1: 5 like honestly compare red dead redemption 2 to gta 5 right and it like when the when the uh, online multiplayer came out i heard that that was sort of less than stellar. I heard it was sort of Yeah, it, it wasn't wasn't in a lot it was of ways. Not. And then it lacks in my opinion the sort of like cleverness uh of GTA in the single player campaign and the world. Like yeah, you can do a lot, but just uh, to me it's a disappointment. I like I haven't played it cuz I know that the gameplay is going to be well what it's going to be, but as far as like what I want out of a Rockstar title, maybe, you know, I'm um, maybe I'm looking for for a Grand Theft Auto style thing where I shouldn't be, and and I probably am, but for whatever reason, I just, I just look at it and I'm like, Nah, nah. no, no. I
2: I think I think you do make a, a good point there, because at first it kind of seems unfair for you to compare it to GTA Five, but there's no reason not to. Made by the same group, the same people
1: have the same experience. Um, mm-hmm. And it's st- it also does like try to to have this sort of like social commentary elements and everything. Well not quite the same way but like there there are things there like the the feminist uh the suffragettes being there and the the race things and you know, all that d- but in my opinion it just doesn't do it brilliantly i guess you know like the social commentary okay, is sort of like what strikes
2: what strikes me about red dead redemption 2 is the absolute scale i mean tr- truly some of some of the most in just breathtaking Open world that I've ever I've ever seen, and a whole lot of player freedom involved in that. Um, you know the whole you can kick dogs thing.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I am, yeah I am tempted to give it credit for just the horse testicle shrinking thing. Yeah, I mean you
2: know we're we're looking at details that don't save it from other issues, but are but are seriously up there. So yeah. I think I think middle shelf. I'm 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 seeing what you mean by it's locked in.
0: But so you're thinking Red Dead Redemption wanna, Two has to be. You want to do middle shelf, but not safe. No, I I, nah. I think I want
2: to say that Red Dead Redemption Two would have to be the the very top of the bottom shelf. You know, like out of all the honorable mentions, I think we should honor this one a little bit more
1: than the others. Um, I actually, I don't, I don't even agree. In my that opinion,
0: really. because I think it's safe to throw in the bin because we're my, we're not making a list. That's trying to make room for everyone. We only have room for the best.
2: Okay. I, I see. I see what you mean. Um let's uh, like really There's difficult just in my it.
0: opinion, there's just too many Yes, it does it's so great with the details. The fact that you can throw whoever you want into a freaking creek with alligators and they'll die in like four different animations and all that stuff. That's all nice. But is that just all glitch and shiny stuff to distract you from the is it necessary that when I'm trying to shop, I have to go to the counter, pick the can of beans off the counter, then pay for it? Like, or mm. just any other game, you just open up a menu and shop and buy, buy, buy. You know, there's some okay. things you need to have a creative, smart creative control and say, though it would be nice to have details all the way, is it going to be a good game? And okay. so some things you need, to, like, I don't want horse test to, Horse testicles to be the thing that saves Red Dead from <laughs> so, scrutiny, you know.
1: Here, like, do you mind if I do you mind if I sort of sum up my feelings on Red Dead in a way? It's all well and good that you can do all this crazy stuff, you know. Oh, you can tie people up and throw them on rail tracks and then put that on YouTube and then have your YouTube channel taken down or whatever, you know. Like, it, it's all good, but it, like, you know, it's oh, you can do all this zany stuff. It's like, well, yeah, but you can do a lot of game zany stuff in Goat Simulator, and I wouldn't consider that a game of the decade either. You know, it's, it's, just, it's like
2: goat simulator wins trailer of the decade but that is all
1: yes i'll agree with that like that that's the thing is it's just sort of like yeah you know there's a free the freedom to do a lot of crazy stuff and that's all well and good and cool but i feel like just as like with the budget it had and with the hype it had and everything it's like it's it's such a letdown it doesn't in my opinion do what it's supposed to all that well at the end of the day like i mean it, do- it, I, I didn't, it does it I didn't... adequately i I didn't uh-huh. quite
2: understand what what you meant. I mean, again, until you compared it to GTA V, because I I think that does an excellent job of saying, "Here's what we have from this company. Here's what we got." It shows some dissonance in 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 the in the quality for sure, or difference in the quality. I guess would be the right word. Yeah. Um, so I'm 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 comfortable now. Leaving it on bottom shelf, and Wes saying that we're not we're not trying to make room. We're trying to get to the very best. I'm I'm thinking that I'd even be okay with with putting it in the bin if you guys think that's a, right as well. Because I, thinking back on it, I've heard very little of it since its release.
1: Yeah, it when yeah, that's G- what I was just GTA gonna say 5, we're
0: talking games of the decade. I keep it couldn't
1: even be game about. of the month. It, it hasn't had very much influence. In many ways, it was a disappointment. And frankly, you know, a lot of the other things we have on bottom tier, there's something about them. There's, you know, there's a little they, bit of magic really there. There's an X factor, you know? So there's something yeah. to them that you just really, it, it, no, there's nothing with that with Red Dead. There's a cowboy hat. It's pretty good. There's some horse testicles. Oh, that's interesting. Eh, you can do zany stuff. Ah, eh, get rid of it. Yeah, get out. Re- if
0: anything, that game was great in displaying what our expectations are of games nowadays as far as graphics goes in details. But it fell short in a lot of other areas when it came to just the physics of it. It felt like a game from 2012, 2013, as far as shooting and playing goes and some details were unnecessary. And it's, I feel like it was carried by its vistas and its voice acting. Mm -hmm. But there's, as you said, there's too many other games that have some kind of X factor. Um, with us judging Red Dead Redemption so hard, I kind of feel like along the bend with it should go Ori in the Blind Forest as well. Yeah. Oh
1: how he is falling. <laughs> the the thing about that is it's a game that's so hard to hate, you know, or, or like even it's it's hard not to like that game. I feel like I mean it did really well in the voting, right? But mm-hmm. like. And I haven't played it, you know. Maybe, maybe it is like a deeply moving thing. And if I played it, I'd just be like, "Yeah, it just has to be in that But like, I'm just—I look at it and I'm just sort of like, "Eh." Like, I mean, it, it's pretty, it's cool, it looks difficult, it looks like a good time. But, you know, oh, Fantasy Jungle Book, Coolio. <laughs> What's the so dude's name? Have... Baloo? Jungle
2: just... Book. Never mind. Move on.
1: (laughs) So, Metal Gear Solid Five did not do well in the voting,
0: and it didn't. One of its things that it was said to be an uncompleted game. I'm pretty sure it won. It did win Game of the Year one time, so it is interesting to see that it's fallen so far. It's
1: rated incredibly well, right? Like all of the reviews, you know, were were really positive for the most part. You know, and I'm just, I'm just sort of like. Why do... What happened?
0: It was very good in what it did for a stealth game going open world. Yeah. And I almost wonder, am I overcorrecting for my Metal Gear Solid bias? I mean, the colors of Heavy Shelf is based off of the Metal Gear red. You know, I really love Metal Gear. And so I don't know if I'm just kind of not fighting for it to just keep my bias in check. But... I don't know. I mean... That's where I've, I've, if you look on the Trello and if it's updated, I've moved that kind of, is it safe line over there to kind of denote where the top five are. And it's pinned Undertale, Metal Gear Solid, and Doom against each other. Mm -hmm. Is Metal Gear Solid better than Undertale? I would say yes. I think Undertale (sighs) was a nice surprise of a game as far as indies go
1: do you mind if we go over and to it does the, a lot of
0: cool stuff go
1: on do you mind if we go over to the uh, like standards we have on the trello to the right side of things it's like undertale is independent it was very popular it was influential culturally uh uh-huh. mechanics and innovation I, it had that going on a little bit of it at least you know yeah, and storytelling mm-hmm. depth storytelling depth that had that best of their class it's definitely one of the best indie games <sighs> polish and presentation it adds aesthetic down past uh pat rather it looked like an old Atari game and you know did that right. well not quite like an old target but you know what i mean um
0: like it 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 has a lot going for it when i played metal gear i felt a lot of it was very polished and fun and i loved how every angle you really could like an rpg play at your own level you could turn into a stealth game you can turn into a running gun you can be freaking ninja if you so choose
2: I th- I think the odd one out out of these two is Doom. Uh, <laughs> out of these two, out of out yeah. of the ones that we have here is Doom, because throw it in the bin. Undertale and Metal Gear Solid both have all of their merits associated with what they are. Doom's kind of the strange one.
0: So out of these two, what do we throw in the safe category up top?
1: Frickman, I just oh, I, I can't imagine getting rid of Undertale. Yeah, like it is I, I agree. Such
0: a and I don't think the others have been put under enough scrutiny. Yeah. Right, so I'm gonna go ahead and say let's put Starcraft. Like two. are
1: you really gonna say Star? Yeah, exactly. Starcraft two versus Undertale. Get, <laughs> no, get 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 them out. So, get them out. <laughs> uh.
0: Starcraft two. Ooh. Yeah. Because again, we're kind of almost in the honorable mentions, but again, we're not trying to make just room for everyone. Um, Shovel Knight. The Last of Us. I'm going to try to group these in games that are somewhat similar to each other.
1: I think you can put Journey and The Last of Us next to each other because they're both uh, story driven video games, and I want to make the argument that Journey is uh, better. But again, this is. Yeah. I just don't want to make it clear to everyone <laughs> watching this is just my personal yeah. vendetta against that game for being overpraised. And that is.
0: What? Well, the Last of Us overpriced? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, Well, and again, I, I, it goes back to the argument we had before. I think the last of us just hit at the right time, and it was a nice surprise. Uh, even the dev team thought it was going to fail. Well, it, the thing is that you know you can tell
1: like it, the whole package comes together very well. It is a very competently made game. It, even I would you know, uh, and like just looking at it, it like it does feel like a passion project. It feels like a lot of like love and care kind of went into it, you know, various aspects of it and everything. But like. Again, the fact that what drives it is the story, because the gameplay isn't like, you know, oh wow, you know, best thing. It's like, eh, what drives it is the story. And then I look at the story and I'm like, if this wasn't a video game, I don't think people would. I think, I think a lot of. I think, I think it got a lot of.
0: I think it got carried by the commercial success of zombie stuff at, at the time.
1: Not only that, but I feel like the, the fact that it was at that era in, uh, in Let's Playing. I feel like that story is the kind of thing like it's it's like The Walking Dead where like, oh, you know, you go and sit down with people and, you know, watch it. You know, it's like, oh, it's a big drama. It's a soap opera. Eh, Not quite a soap opera, but it's a big drama. And you got to, like, go through the drama with the Let's Player. And I feel like that uh, memories of that might be why people uh, is another reason that people think that story is so great when really it's not bad. It's not it's not bad. It's not It's. It's not bad. <laughs> story. That
2: is that is the some, praise that we are giving this game. It is not bad.
0: I took some liberty to um kind of split the field a bit just off of just my gut. Hearthstone, Starcraft two, The Last of Us, not yeah. safe on the bottom shelf. Yeah, I think that's really fair. Um, we're getting real close to finishing the list in an unranked manner.
1: So really, what what's the one? Well, i i think we left one extra up in top shelf didn't we we didn't is six six?
0: Oh, yeah yeah the, there's um outer wilds is one that um
2: we we should just we should just not fight over that top shelf can have six on it problem well, solved
1: <laughs> oh oh we can we can talk about that in a bit um look yeah, yeah we'll talk about there that. Are in three i games, got a good argument there are three bottom tier games here the starcraft two hearthstone and the last of us and we only get to keep one you have a good argument oh no you were you, okay you were talking about for the other thing um
0: yeah, yeah, we're going to, okay, so bottom shelf, Um, it's a question of both, like, what do we throw in the bin, and then what do we, um, like, is there anything that feels out of place in the safe part of the bottom shelf? Is I'm there anything, is there anything in Metal the- Metal Gear Solid, Journey, Shovel Knight, and until is in the safe bottom shelf for those listeners.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, All of those feel very fair to be in the bottom shelf to me.
2: Um, I mean, we could we could include one more because because we do have.
1: Well,
0: only yeah, we t- That's
2: what just, I'm wondering so.
0: if depending on the Outer wilds, then that Ripple effect.
2: Oh, I see what you. I see what you're
0: preparing for. Like, is I it going to oh, fall damn. all the way down, or do we need to go ahead and cut two now? You know.
1: <laughs> I would say cut two now, uh, and well,
0: I feel like the last I, of us needs to go on the bench for sure.
1: I almost feel like we have to put uh, the outer wilds on bottom shelf in a way because like it hasn't ha- well i don't i don't know that much fine. About i it, haven't but it, made my
0: argument yet okay. but it's it, it, i feel like it's something truly special um look to me i look at
1: these and hearthstone is the one that stands out among the three because the last of us to me is a very mood of the moment thing you know it's well remembered and everything but I, again i think it's like a, a Again, it's it's amazing. like it's very much when it wasn't a defense if for The Last of Us. If it
0: wasn't I when really, it was, it I really be... don't
2: have a defense for The Last of Us. Besides,
1: it was a story that didn't suck. And then Starcraft yeah, it's in the bin. Yeah. And then Starcraft Two, it's like, I mean, it, Grand Strategy killed it. Like uh, like Moose said, it's like that.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: It feels less like a game of this decade, more like a, a holdover.
0: Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's off. It's dead. And
1: Hearthstone um, had a legitimate influence. I mean, like even Magic: The Gathering is, uh, you know, made a really big uh, play for PC market now. You know, like it—it it, to me is just the one of the three.
0: So, in the bottom shelf, we have Metal Gear Solid, Journey, Shovel Knight, Undertale, and Hearthstone. With, we need room for one more to clear off, and so. We can either clear something off now, or I can have my Outer Wilds argument and see if it really falls all the way down or not, or what.
1: Yeah, I think we should go ahead and have the Outer Wilds argument, and then we'll, you know, keep working it down, and and one of them will be get pushed out. Yeah. So,
0: when I look at stuff like Halo Reach, Uncharted, Cuphead, Rocket League, Fall of New Vegas, like they all have great commercial success and merit and popularity and what they do for their own genres.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Outer Wilds, in the in the time that I've played it, now I've played it recent, so I'm going to try to make sure I, che- I keep my recency bias in check. It has made my brain connect in ways in multiple different aspects of like sense of wonder and then getting it to work harder. And then the discovery aspect, I was telling before the show, I was telling Luca, there's like exploration games, which is more about what you have to do in the game to get through the journey of exploring. And then there's the discovery games where there is a sense of reward and wonder when you do discover something. That's what Outer Wilds has. But it's in the framework of discovering the secrets of this solar system. But because of the aspect, and I got to be careful to not give away the game, because I really... there's, Out of all these games, only a handful of them would I say... Like, if aliens were to come to our planet and say, show us your culture, okay, games, show us some games, this would be among the handful of games I would say, you got to try this out, man. Mm -hmm. Because of the aspect of... What I can give away is that the clock of the game resets every 22 minutes. So you have to beat this game essentially in 22 minutes. But the knowledge that you gain along the way. In where other games like RPGs, you build up your experience because they just log your points. And now, okay, your sword is leveled up and this and that. In this game, it's not the character that you play that levels up. It's literally you level up. Mentally, inexperienced. And then you are tested every 22 minutes on that experience. And then you slowly start to find that as far as a puzzle game and a mystery game, it's puzzle first, mystery second. Hmm. The entire solar system is a puzzle that's constantly moving within this 22 minutes that you have to solve with the knowledge that you have considering all of the actions and functions that are going on of these planets at a time. And how they did it, I don't even know what the devs... I'm, I'm just floored, impressed of what the devs were able to do. All right. Here, here. They have to be some kind of a genius, like for real.
2: Here's what I see, okay? Outer Wild seems like something really special. And not just in like oh, we didn't expect it special, but like legitimately good. I've, I've read, we have a review of it up by Bushwick, read through that. Piqued my interest, okay? Of the ones on top shelf, I can see Overwatch and Borderlands 2 and maybe Titanfall 2. All of them I could see is moving to middle
1: shelf. I don't disagree.
0: As a fan of Titanfall 2. I would pick Outer Wilds over Titanfall Two.
2: Okay, so so out of the out of the ones in top shelf, do you think Titanfall Two is the most reasonable to go into the middle, or do you think Overwatch and yeah, Borderlands my gut, Two?
0: My gut says Titanfall Two. Okay, we we we've kind of given it enough of an out of boy to let it sneak into the top ten, you know. <laughs> I,
2: I I I can see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now into the middle shelf. All right. What can assuming Titanfall there? two moves in, one of them has to go down to bottom shelf. Uh, I'm seeing Halo Reach, and that's what's stinging to me.
1: <laughs> yeah, I won't even fight it because because I from... like made
0: eye contact with Halo Reach, but then sheepishly looked away because I'm afraid to confront that fandom.
2: <laughs> well, well, the reason why because is that's a because far drop. Some people really do not like this game. Some people really, really love it. I feel like if the game is just inherently that divisive, to where some people really like it, some people really hate it, it's not the consistent quality enough to keep it up there. So we can move that down to bottom shelf. Does it? Does that? Does that make sense?
0: After another scan, I would agree. Well, and good. then what it, say you? It, the only thing, other
1: oh, thing in middle shelf, uh, I don't know. Maybe, nah. Just yeah. Just.
0: No, no. if you say it and it's the one I'm thinking, I'm going to agree with you.
1: The only other one that I'm looking at is is Dota.
0: No, that's not what I was thinking. I was thinking Uncharted, but Dota for a <laughs> second.
1: I, if, if we uh. all
2: agree on Halo Reach most, because, yeah. because even then, Dota is really hard to get into, but it keeps concurrent players and stuff like that. I, I feel like Halo Reach's love it, hate it kind of division hurts it okay, when, you're, so, when you're looking. So
0: let me double check my count, make sure I'm not messing up.
2: 5 ten was that was that the whole count 5 ten
0: no no i'm <laughs> counting the rest of my head i lost count now thanks uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay
2: so we have 26 one in the bottom shelf has to go to the bin. Um, and
0: before, and this is why we do it this way, before we left, Hearthstone was already not safe. And seeing, I still don't know how to pronounce it, after all this time. <laughs> Obviously there's something wrong That's with it. That's on them. That's on them,
2: yeah. <laughs> no, I, I feel like, of all of those, Hearthstone is probably the the weakest when you're looking at what it, what it already had going for it and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And... You know being free to play and having the kind of mechanical simplicity of, of a card game in a, in a which is a type of game that has been very prevalent for a very long time um i i get the feeling that it's okay to send it off
1: yeah and if I, if i could just justify this a little bit more Right? Uh, to you know, just just get the pitchforks against us a little bit sharper, you know, when the Hearthstone people hear about this. I'm like, look, yeah, it it sort of popularized computerized card games, but let's be honest, that was a natural evolution. It was gonna happen sooner or later. And also, again, I I believe Hearthstone is the one that people keep being paid to win all the time, and I'm just like that kinda screws it a little bit, you know. That
2: that does hurt it. And even if it didn't start off that way, what the game currently is does does influence what we what we think of it, you know?
0: And again, we're not making a list that's trying to make room for everyone. If we were, then we would have, like, Halo Reach top five, you know, like, please the fans. Our, our so top
2: five would be top 450.
0: It would, <laughs> yeah. It'd be that top so
2: 100 list
1: on whatever. I think we
0: can, um, I don't know, it kind of feels ceremonious that we're kind of kicking the card game off last <laughs> to finish off this list of unranked top 25. But these will be our definitive top 25 of the decade, starting now.
1: Just play Um, sad violin music.
0: Yeah, so it is is done. We have our top 25. Next week, we will try to rank them.
1: (laughs) You mean we'll have a massive fight?
0: (laughs) But to kind of reiterate for the listeners, our... Somewhat honorable mentions at this point are Halo Reach, Metal Gear Solid five, Journey, Shovel Knight, and Undertale are middle of the road, kind of like you know they're in the halls of greatness, but like didn't quite get there. Uncharted four, Cuphead, Rocket League, Fall at New Vegas, Breath of the Wild, Stardew Valley, Portal two. Dota 2, Bloodborne, and Titanfall 2. And then with our contenders, some crazy could happen in the rankings next time. Our contenders for um, Best Absolute Legend of the decade is going to be Fortnite, near Automata, Overwatch, Outer Wilds, and Borderlands 2. And then... Our current champions of the decade, which could change next week, The Witcher 3, God of War, Skyrim, Dark Souls, and GTA 5. I honestly think we have done an outstanding job of getting this list to where it is. I think there's very little argument to be had to include another game on this list.
1: It's not going to stop the Hearthstone players from coming for us with
0: pitchforks.
1: Let them come. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I think uh. I think I'll be happy to finish this next week. It wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. I thought we'd be at each other's throats this week, but um, we heard Moose out on Fallout. You guys heard me out on Fortnite. Kind of, I guess. <laughs> but we'll see. We will see. All that being said, um, Moose, you got a little something for us? Uh,
2: yeah. So we are going to attempt, uh, are you talking about the, the, the games, right? The Minecraft. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. I, I just didn't know if you were thinking of something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're going to attempt to host some belated holiday games tomorrow on the official heavy shelf Minecraft realm. Um, if you want to participate, you don't have to show your face or your voice or give us your social security number. Um, but instead... uh, your
1: credit card number and you know the three little numbers and date, if you could just slide that into my DM. Don't forget Sorry.
0: those three little numbers. Essential.
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, we have a sign-up sheet on the Discord. If you don't know how to get to the Discord and you're watching this on Twitch, just look down and there should be a little thing that says Discord. Click on that. Um, so that you can get whitelisted to the server and we know who you are. Um it's going to be tomorrow, sometime. So that's going to be at January fourth, twenty twenty, and I'm gonna guide everyone through the rules and just make make the best out of it. Try and see who who are some winners. Um, and so yeah, there's there's three events. You can choose not to take part in as many of them as you don't want to take part in. So it's all good.
0: And for those of you who have come across this late and you're like, well, wait a minute, I want to be a part of a Minecraft server that's playing games like that every now and then. Feel free to join us. Hit us up on our Discord. It's in the description of the panel below. And just let us know. You're here to play. You can join at any point. We have um, we do the kind of games events. Like some of these games we could probably repurpose later for some summer games events. But other than that, it's on the same realm or same server where everyone's building their homes and neighborhoods and kingdoms and whatnot. So feel free to hit us up and let us know if you want to join. Yeah, we, we need at least six people,
2: um, and the the best would be eight, um, because the Minecraft realm only has room for ten people. Um, at a time, yeah. At a time. So So if we have eight, then the attack and defend game mode can be four on four, and that's very manageable and fun. So there you go.
0: Under that, thanks for listening through this, uh, two hours. We've tried to keep it scientific and, um, fair at the same time. Again, thanks for being with us and, uh, see you guys next time.